Hello everyone and welcome to the Dirt Inside the Grid podcast. We've got episode three coming today. I'm once again I'm Mohammed and I'm joined by Yusuf in the podcast where we've turned up late to qualifying, some would say disqualified, and we've ended up on the dirty side of the grid. But well, we're planning on making our way through to the front eventually. Uh, eventually. <laughs> but yeah, so well how have you been I'd say? Yeah, it's been right. Uh, we had an incredible race this weekend, to be fair. So yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was a nice weekend, I'd say. It was good. Yeah, if this is the first podcast you're seeing of us, seeing as uh, we've recently started posting about this now, getting out there. So it was definitely a good race to start with. I'd say a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to explain. I'd say a lot of it might have been confusing for some people, but. I'd say I, I want to lead this off by saying if you did somehow listen to the live show I did on the University Radio Nottingham about the race, I did a, I tried to do an hour's show previewing the race and saying why you should watch it. I'd say I was completely right. <laughs> it was very entertaining. A lot of stuff happened. We'll try and stick to the hour mark and stay on topic, but we can never guarantee that, to be honest. We always run on, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. So, uh, also, just before we start as well, there's a Apple podcast. will be coming soon. We're still not on that yet. Uh, it's on Amazon Music now, and I believe Google Podcasts should be up soon. So, more so links now it's on. Uh, it's going to be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spotify. Um, Amazon. It's uh, on Amazon Music. And Google Podcasts, Google podcasts. YouTube, TikTok, and soon Instagram. Okay. Well... Before we get into it then, before we get into what I'm planning to do is a chronological order of the weekend, seeing as we had qualifying, sprint qualifying, and then the race. We're going to do a 60-second summary of the entire weekend. So, not just the race this time, and maybe it will last longer than like 10 seconds. Alright, so... <laughs> real... Mexico is very boring. I did tell you Mexico is going to be very boring. You did call it to be fair, yeah. yeah. Wait, was, okay, I was okay. spammed on See, no, no, how right you were. Now, now this is going to be difficult because there's so much to kind of try and get into the weekend. Okay, okay, okay. Guess what? Okay. Three, two, one, go. So Hamilton gets disqualified after taking pole, which sprint. If you win, if you get qualifying, that's pole. I don't care what everybody's saying. Uh, gets disqualified because of open two millimeters off uh, the wing. Then in the sprint comes back from P20 to P5, gets a five uh, grid spot penalty because of a uh, new ICU. And then he goes on to absolutely do incredibly in the race and come back from P10 to win, overtaking Max in incredible fashion. Ma Max pushes him off the racetrack, which is a bit kind of iffy, should have gotten a penalty. Uh, and then what else do we have? Uh, Ferrari, incredibly consistent. Gasly was amazing. Uh, McLaren, not very good. Ricardo had loss of power, which is a bit iffy for Mercedes in the last few races because he has a Mercedes engine. And uh, whilst uh, Mazepin crying was a bit funny, Tsunoda was horrendous. And I think that's it. That's 60. Yeah, that's it. No way. I got the whole weekend in. I'm kind of annoyed how good that was. Yeah, I'm very good at this, you know. So I'm happy with that. Actually, I don't think I missed out anything, like any big. That was pretty much like all the talking points I've got down. But we'll, <laughs> we'll go through it and see what happens. We'll expand in more detail and deviate and end up talking about Monaco or something. So, 
I guess. Okay, okay. I have one point to talk about before we start. All right. Um, Kubica, Robert Kubica, yes. in, in the Renault in 2010, yes. one of the pit crew forgot his phone in the car with him, and so he had to come to the pit stop, stop, give him his phone, and then leave again. In Brazil? No, no, it wasn't in Brazil. I just saw this literally this morning, and I was like, I have to bring this up. I have to bring this up. Imagine someone forget the phone, like, forgot the phone in the car. And he's That's actually he's pretty like, embarrassing. I have, I have someone's phone in my car with me. I feel like I remember seeing this, but I'm not sure. Was I'll probably right leave the clip in the description. Yeah. I did the same thing with the Martins Brundle stuff from last week. So I'll probably just leave the video in the description. Well, on to qualifying, I guess. So, as you said, qualifying, we started off. And uh, it began with Lewis getting pole, the first of, well, quite a long time, to be honest. It's been a while since he's got pole, hasn't it? I think it's surprising they actually got pole, because I think going into Brazil... Uh, Brazil is kind of s relatively similar to Mexico, relatively similar to Austin in terms of it's a high altitude. And so he expected it to be kind of a Red Bull track, Red Bull dominated. I did not expect Lewis to take pole. Especially by four tenths as well. Yeah, I think the, the performance gap was a lot more surprising yeah. than Lewis taking pole. The fact that he took pole by four tenths mm. and Max was flat out there, no excuses, no one was in the way, nothing. He was out, like purely on pace, on merit. I think that was very surprising because I thought mm. I thought it would be the other way. I thought Red Bull would have four tenths on Mercedes, but the the performance Mercedes had down that straight was just yeah, that incredible. was next level. Like, Some you know, Perez Perez actually uh, spoke about this after the race. He uh, he basically said that on the straights he he'd see Hamilton and he's very far in his mirrors. And by the time they got to the end of the straight, Hamilton's literally side by side with him. That's how much performance they had. It was insane. Like Lewis, Lewis put in the last uh, after he passed Max in the last like fifteen or so laps, he put ten seconds. Ten seconds. This is not Valtteri or Perez or like yeah. Max Verstappen. Ten seconds. And like Max is in a good, uh, last year, the years before Mercedes dominated. Fair enough. Yeah. But Max is in a competitive car for him to put ten seconds on Max. That's just insane. Yeah. Unlike you said before, it was like worn tires he's been pushing yeah, he's the whole race tires. This. and this is meant to be his cool down period like you know exactly. he's got past him push out maybe a three second gap as a buffer and then just cool off no he managed he managed to push more so i was i was very surprised yeah it was strong for me it was a very strong performance uh moving well, on the argument is one of his best well here's the thing so he, i he saw said, he, said recently. he said he said it was one of his best and you know what I feel like in terms of drives, it's very hard to compare. There are some like Turkey 2020, uh, Germany 2018. I think Silverstone 2008. Yeah, yeah. I but think those, those two, out of all his drives, I think the ones that come to mind as just kind of spectacular. You know, like when you, when you watch him and you're like, yesterday, you know, watching Lewis yesterday, yeah. it reminded me of, Lewis Hamilton, the one you actually enjoyed watching. Bro, honestly, because certain people needed to remember. Certain no, no, people needed a reminder you know, of that. Lewis Hamilton, throughout this season, Lewis has been very cautious in the way he's overtaking, he's been like that. But Lewis, yesterday, you know, he came out of the spirit of Ayrton Senna. He was just going for it. Yeah. He was aggressive, yeah, he, was he was on it. And I enjoy watching I like watching Lewis, you know, be aggressive. He has a point to prove now. Exactly. Like before, he didn't have a point to prove. But, but that's now the thing. He feels like he Max has a point is always the aggressive on himself. But Lewis yesterday was aggressive. He was on it, and I loved it. Yeah. Everyone loved it. You know, it, it was that's really why nice. Everyone to see. enjoyed it. Yeah, and one of the points I actually made was, 
we're so used to now over the past few years, you go to a race, Mercedes go, ah, oh, we're probably the underdogs, to be honest. We're uh, Red Bull and Ferrari, you know, they're looking really strong because obviously this was when Ferrari was like, okay. Now, oh, they're looking so strong. This is kind of a Red Bull track. This is kind of a Ferrari track. Their power, have you seen their power unit? No, no, it's so good. I think we're going to lose to, I think we're going to lose this weekend. They come out one, two, pole by five tenths. Lewis wins by 20 seconds. No, like, drama or anything. He just wins on pace by 20 seconds. And then they come back and they go, yeah, the car was pretty strong. But you see, next weekend, though, Red Bull looking kind of tough next weekend, though. I don't think we're going to manage it. But this time, you see, purely... Hold on, let me find it, let me find it, let me find it. Purely because of this. What am I looking for? Not that. That's gonna, we're gonna come on to that. This, you see this? You see this? If that's not focusing, that's the picture of Toto Wolf looking like proper mad. Yeah, right. That, we have not seen that in a very long time. That, yeah, that is Mercedes with a point to prove. And that is Mercedes when they've been backed into a corner and they need to push, and they need to do something, and they're being tested. This is so what people thing, have been asking been tested. for. This is the first time in a long time that they've been tested. They're so Lewis, this whole so season, this is the one thing I've kind of commented on, is Lewis this whole season has not had that. We know Lewis is a, a winner. He, he yeah. will do everything he wants to win, and he has that fire to win. But I think yesterday was the first time I actually seen him on track. Just go for it, really go. Yeah, yeah. He does not care, because if he doesn't win, he's lost the championship. He's not like, oh, I can't hit him. No, no, he doesn't care. He's going full out for it. And it was, it was incredible to watch. It was a, that's why people find Max so exciting to watch. It's because he's going for every move. Yeah, that's that why people sense. found people like Michael, Ayrton, and like drivers like that very exciting to watch. And you see, now Lewis is, he had that yesterday. And I want him to keep that going. I don't want him to go back to the cautious Lewis. No, yeah, he was too scared to make a move. No, he was going for it. And it was like, he picked up like so many... Because he was daring in that first move, he went from like the left all the way to the right in the sprint. It just passed so many people in the first lap. Well, You're like, oh. I can't wait for someone to post that full on board, and I'm so jealous of people who have F1 TV who could just watch the entire thing from his point of view because that must have been incredible. Like honestly. You're completely right. At the start, you know, at the at the start of people's careers, they're rookies, they've got things to prove, they you know, they have no respect or anything. They're hungry. They need to go out and get it. They need to fight for the championships. They need to fight for races. They need to fight for everything. But now he's won so much and he's achieved literally everything you can achieve. He has no reason to be all aggressive and stuff as much anymore, especially with a lack of competition in the last but two I years. Think, I think now he actually realised that going into Brazil with the penalties and everything that if he'd lost in Brazil, realistically, he'd lost the championship. Yeah, you can't. he can't sit back and go, all right, well, I'll just come back to 10th, go back exactly. to 15th in the race, and then come back to 7th. Yeah, he, he'd have lost the championship. And I think that kind of got that fire going again. And that, okay, I have to win here. Yeah. And he went out there and he performed. And this is the Lewis, I kind of attribute this. The last time Lewis had the same kind of way in the car, the same kind of driving almost, was 2016. 2017, 18, 19, 20, Lewis mellowed up because Lewis didn't have, like, he could argue. There were moments in 18, Germany 2018, that was the style I was going to bring up. This yeah, is but the that's second the lowest he wasn't, he's won from. He wasn't, he wasn't that aggressive in the car. Because True, he yeah, had so yeah. much more performance than everyone else that he could just, he could cruise past you. But there are a lot of straights in Hockenheim. Exactly. Well. There's big, when, like, the track's very wide. Like, there's a lot exactly, of Exactly. It's, it's very easy to overtake. And in a car like that, no one was stopping, no one was coming even close. 
And so I just, yesterday was kind of throwback to 2016 when he's fighting tooth and nail with Nico. Yeah. And he's just looking for anything to pass that, uh, pass that kind of, that desire to win. You saw it yesterday and I think that kind of, it got everyone because everyone was sitting at the end of the race and being like, that was incredible to watch. Even if you're a Max fan, you have to you have to give him credit. Like for the for what he did was just incredible. It was the same drive like Max coming from P twenty to uh, was it P two in uh, Russia? Russia. Yeah. That was an incredible drive. He had a lot more kind of circumstances. <laughs> he had a lot of help. He got stuck behind a lot. But it was a great job. Yeah, 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 yeah it was. But this drive from Lewis, I think is I pro I think probably out of the only one that can p compete with kind of that drive. It's 2008 service, and I think that was the only drive where he came out and just utterly dominated everyone. Like yeah, no one could yeah, touch I him, and it wasn't it wasn't because he had a car that was just so much better than everyone. No, you saw his actual like under like skill, torrential rain, like yeah, he, championship he, he, he rubber, so where Massa spun out like yeah, Massa Massa spun out. He lapped he he lapped Felipe Massa, his title contender. He lapped him. He lapped up to four. He lapped up to four. He's just, he, he stayed out on the intermediates and while it was raining, everyone else pitted. When it stopped raining, he oh. stayed on the intermediates. One That's by like Turkey 68 again, seconds. Exactly like Turkey then. He did the same thing in Turkey. It was, but, but back then, I'd say the grid was stacked a lot more with, like, in um, terms of yeah. drivers. And the performance of the car was a lot closer than Turkey 2020. The performance of the car was just Mercedes was yeah, the Mercedes so far ahead of everyone well. else. Uh, that... I don't think it compares. That's fair. I mean, yeah. Uh, what was it? Silverstone in 2008 is... Yeah, I'd say that's a big race, yeah. I'd I'd say, out of those two, I'd say those two are the closest in terms of... And maybe Singapore, where he took pole. 2018, 2018. Yeah, I think that was those three weekends... Lewis weekends as a whole year because yeah. uh, he won Singapore on the qualifying lap exactly was, I, I, the, the I level think, of the qualifying lap is exactly he came up with something I think yesterday 2008 yeah, and this one he came up with kind of a moment of brilliance yeah yeah, but, yeah, yeah. you know I was actually I was, very, I was very scared after he passed Max I was like the engine's gonna fail engine's gonna fail because <laughs> they've been so unreliable I was like it's yeah, gonna what? happen like Malaysia I was like his oh, engine's gonna die bro imagine and I had that but as soon as he passed the line I was like <sighs> Because I, I don't actually I don't like I don't actually care who wins. Yeah, you I just think, want it to go. To I think yeah. no, I think if Max wins, I actually I kind of more lean towards Max because if Max wins, then Lewis is gonna come next year with a point to prove, and Max gonna That's come. True. He's a world champion. Oh, bro, he's gonna be so. Cocky, and though. and so you're gonna see incredible racing going into that year. If yeah. Lewis wins, and maybe he won't because now he's broken every record he can break in F1 basically, except like the longest driver. Which is like Kimmy, but he's he, now he's broken every important record in F one, so yeah. I think maybe his motivation will go a bit downhill, because I don't think he'll care enough to win after the eight. Once he's no, I, I mean, mean he signed is, a two year deal because because of Max. Sure he because of Max. Yeah, that's the only reason he signed a two year deal. If there was no competition this year, he would have been gone easily. Yeah, but you're completely right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. See, that's why I lean more towards Max winning, but. Honestly, I just wanted to go to Abu Dhabi. I want an exciting end of the race. I want something like, say, 2010 in like Abu Dhabi, where like, yeah. or like, maybe, maybe not 2010, but I mean it in terms of like, <laughs> you go there, like, even 2016, you know, when Nico was tucked Oh, there. that was, yeah. That, so that, that, type of, the end, yeah. that type of like, you're sitting there and you're just sitting there and you're like, 
who's going to win? Is it Nico? Is it Luis? Is, is it 2010? You didn't know who was going to win. There are like four guys who could have won. Yeah. Like it was Luis, Mark, Vettel, and Alonso. Fernando. Going to the final, that's insane, you know. That's what I'm hoping would happen next season. With the cars a lot closer together. Oh, well, with more options. Yeah, it should do. That's because, what they're aiming Because now if you look at the top teams, you have Mercedes, you have George, you have Lewis. Realistically, both of them could contend. You have Max, and then McLaren, you have two guys who can contend. You have Ferrari, two guys who can contend. I think the rest of the field are a bit behind oh. those guys. I don't yeah, put yeah. Perez in because I don't think he's on the level of these guys. I mean, uh, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. That's why I want the performance to be close, and that's why I'm actually really excited for the new technical regulations because the performance will be a lot closer, and so it won't be kind of a, a one or a two guy kind of just running away with it. Yeah, that's that's exactly what has been happening since two thousand and ten. After two thousand and ten, pretty much. It's, yeah, yeah. It's just been two guys and no one else essentially. But I wa- you, you want to go back to when it was like you're going into the end of the season, like 27, 2007. Yeah, you want this great time to Kimi, uh, Fernando, Kimi, and uh, Lewis were going in. Yeah, Lewis, and then Kimi yeah. came out and won somehow at the end, you know? Or yeah. like, that, that's you want that time. last guy to come in out of nowhere and then yeah, switch yeah, things yeah. up and make things different. Because it makes it, it adds a different level to strategy if. Bottas had a chance of winning the championship. Exactly. So if he realistically, watch out on that realistically, if he came out one of few races, he's in contention to him. Okay. Now, so what now if Verstappen gets stuck behind him, you know, even though he normally passes him very easily, that's a massive risk. Exactly. You're right. Well, this is a Brazil race review, so we're gonna have to go back to Brazil quickly, and we're nowhere near the race yet. But quickly, we're just gonna mention the qualifying antics. Lewis's DRS, as you mentioned, 0.2 millimeters above the threshold. Mercedes arguing it was because of damage or malfunction. The FII have clarified that it wasn't due to them trying to cheat. It just happened. They are annoyed about the penalty, but I'd say it's it's fair. I yeah, guess. I think they, rules are rules. If you break yeah, the rules, yeah. even if it's a small margin, you can't give people. It was the same that. thing like, that happened with Sebastian in um, Hungary, where he lost the win. Because they couldn't extract the, the fuel yeah, in the car. Yeah, yeah. They had the maths to prove that they, they hadn't used the fuel. The fuel was still in the car. We put in this much, got this much. We had the litre you required. But, um, yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't provide That's it. Just, so. Yes, so you just got I to think stick with it. The rules are really harsh at times, but they're made for a kind of fair race. Well, that was a good decision they made. We'll get on to the bad ones later. But for now, we'll stick with another good decision they made, I'd say. Max touching the DRS. No one's saying he broke it. No one's saying he's doing anything. But first of all, you're not allowed to do that. And second, even Mercedes weren't allowed to analyse Lewis's rear wing or touch it or do anything with it, even under supervision, because they just... I don't know. They actually... The FI didn't clarify why, but they didn't let them do anything to the rear wing. Perhaps so they don't change anything. Well, maybe, but even under supervision with the FIA, they wouldn't let that happen. So... We don't to know keep why, the car, I think it's to keep the car in this exact same condition before they decide. So exactly for that reason, Max touching not only the car, but the rear wing is... It's not great, it's very dodgy. And that's why he got hit with a fine. Now, I no think, one's think, saying it was like a massive dent in his pocket, but it's just a point to prove to say, listen, like, no yeah, one should I think, be doing I don't think that's the... I don't think it's um, like him being fine. I think if it was a grid drop or if he got... Five second penalty, ten second. Penalty. I think that's, that's why the fine. Is yeah, there. I think that's that would be very unfair because it's not on track. Yeah, exactly the same with Lewis. So when he undid his seatbelt and he was he hanging the fine. flag, he got five thousand. 
I believe 5,000 euro fine. Yeah. And then 22,000 for next season. 22 for next season if... Yeah, I don't... I don't that's the thing. It's outside the race. The race is over. He's in the car. It's not fine. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. I don't, I don't think, like... Same with Max, you know, it's outside the race, the race hasn't started, the qualifying is over, fine. Yeah, like, both of them will probably Plus, do it again. Both of them make, like, 30, 40 million, so <laughs> I don't think 50,000 50, is going to make a big deal. Yeah, right, which is why, on to the next thing that pissed me off this weekend. Oh, whoops, I didn't mean to minimise that, hold on. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get away from this picture, back to the one from earlier. This, right, this tweet, yeah, if you don't know about F1 Twitter... 8.5k likes is very significant. Like, this is very significant for everyone's Twitter. What on earth is it? If that, I don't know, I can't tell if it's focused, to be honest. But this is the picture of Max touching the rear wing. Try not to, like, knock over. Okay, this is Max touching the rear wing. That says 50,000 euro fine. That is a picture of Max's car after Silverstone, and it says 10 seconds. Both completely different. You can't compare them at all. And it's, it's so stupid. Like, this is the definition of what we were talking about in Silverstone, where the penalty isn't based on the result of what happens. Otherwise, if George Russell did this, you would penalise him 0.2 seconds. You'd penalise him two tenths because of how bad his car is. Because that would be the same thing as giving Lewis a 10-second penalty. Like, it just... It doesn't work like that. Honestly, it's just so brain dead, I can't be bothered, but it just got so much traction. You can tell he's a loser. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. It's nothing no, to I do think, that. No, I think it's out of context, to be honest. Exactly. Uh, That's what I mean. It's just stupid. It's yeah. really stupid. Plus, I think the fine makes sense, because he's outside the car. He's, yeah, 10 seconds, it's in a race, so obviously it's not going to get fined, is he? You know, and a lot of the comments as well were actually... 10 second time penalty is probably worse than a 50,000. Like, imagine giving Lewis 50,000 for this. Yeah. Imagine what would happen. He would have won the race easily. He would have won the race easily. He would have punted him off the track, destroyed his car as he did, but instead of get penalised in the race, actually, you just that, take that a bit crash, of money out of his pocket. And that, that's crash, it. that crash cost a few million, actually, to fix. 1.8, if I remember. I right. think he would pay that anyway. He would probably pay the 1. Point whatever million overtaking the 10 second time penalty. Exactly. So, we're going to move on from that quickly, but that just... That was annoying. And it was on 7k likes when I, uh, when I first took note of this. It's now on 8.5, so you love to see it. Everyone being real smart. Now we're going to go back to the, the normal logo. Or we could go back to Toyota too. I will stick with this. Not really on brand, but I just like the picture. So we'll go with that. I can't tell how well it's focused. Hopefully that looks good. Um, right. That leaves qualifying. Now on to the, the sprint race. So not even the actual race, but we'll go on to the sprint race. Um... Well, what happened? Bottas won. Yeah, that was very really surprising. I'm surprised he passed. Bottas won a race, bro. Yeah, I'm surprised he. You know, he won like out of the sprints. He won two this year. Has he? Yeah, he won. In, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Monza? No, he won. In Monza. He was somewhere. Oh, I don't. He won in Monza. He won in it must have been Monza. Monza. Uh, no, Monza. Sorry, yeah, in Brazil. That's so mad. If and he just gets pole for it as well. That's the best part. Yeah. I don't think he's won a race this season. Has he won a race this season? Uh, no. Incredible scenes. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's not actually what surprised me. I think the sprint was relatively calm in terms of, like, the only thing that's happening in the yeah. sprint no, was no. Valtteri overtaking Max, essentially. And then Lewis. And then Lewis just absolutely just passing, flying. Yeah. Everything. You know what? But that's the thing. No one was actually putting up any, like, effort to stop him. Like, Lando... Like, people are like, oh, did you see that pass on Lando? Lando let him through. Literally. Yeah, Lando, Lando yeah, he wasn't really trying. And just, 
He wasn't even, bro. He moved out he, of the he way. He moved slightly to the inside, but then they Lewis just went further. They know Lewis was anyone's gonna go behind them. Yes, yeah, so there's no point. So what's the point in like Lewis is anyone's gonna be behind me by the end, and even if he finishes first, he's behind me. So what's the point in getting in his way? True. So Lando literally moved out of the way. He passed, and everyone's like, oh, bro, he's not even. It was a move from very far bend. back. His. He, on the brakes, he was actually pretty impressive. Yeah, impressive. Like, it was... No, I was surprised but he kept on the track a few times. People were like, oh, Lando, how did he... Let, because he just let him through. What's the point? Oh, yeah, no, you can't cast Lando for that. Yeah, you I, can't. I don't get it. I, I of don't course he let him through. I think the sprint format leaves a lot to be desired, to be honest. In terms very of, like... Very true. The, the top three are competing for points, which will make a difference at the end of the season. But... After after the third, basically, because so we know basically McLaren and Ferrari are not in the mix for P P one P two P three essentially. Yeah. So. From McLaren down or Ferrari down, whichever, doesn't make a like the sprint doesn't make a difference. Yeah, unless you had a horrific qualifying or whatever, you're just yeah, you can save yourself. I think like, I think honestly, yeah. if if say for instance, if you if you say, uh, instead of giving like if you say for the sprint we're gonna use the old point system so. First is gonna get ten, second nine, eight, and then then tenth will essentially get for one point. People will be a lot more racy, like racier in, in the sense that Sorry. because they want to get the points. They yeah. actually make a difference. You're if, giving if them you something have, to fight for. Exactly, but I think with the way they do it now, I don't see a point to it. To be honest. This is why it's interesting. So, my favorite member of the Sky Sports F one team, Ted Kravitz. Ted Kravitz. I listen to his notebook. He said, this is the, the word on the street from Ted's mouth himself, next year, what they're planning on doing, oh, they've already confirmed this, I'm pretty sure, but there are going to be more sprint races, they're planning six. six. Yeah. Now, what they're planning to do next year is have it not decide the grid. So a normal quality format, the sprint race will become its own championship. So what oh, you do is you so have six sprint races, points. you maybe... I think they said, I don't think they'd use the normal point system, but they would have points all the way down to 10th, exactly how you said. And then that would contribute to the championship. That would contribute to the championship. So the points are earned as normal, and they go towards the championship like normal. The only difference is the six random ones. Yeah, so it's nothing to do with the grid. So I'm sure now you're thinking, like, how do you set up the grid? Well, they'd say you'd do it either on uh, championship order, so world drivers championship order, or another option for them is obviously to reverse it. Because now it's not going to be qualifying, they're thinking they might do reverse grids. It's I think that's the thing. Charles Leclerc came out and said that I think reverse grid would, if it's not for the race, but for like say a sprint qualifying. I think Lando said this as well. Right? Yeah, it'd be interesting because I think for a sprint, if you say like if you do drivers championship and so Lewis and Max start P P like P nineteen and P twenty every time. They're still next to each other, which exactly. is interesting. But now they're going to be else it's going to be exciting because at the same time, this does not matter in terms of. The actual race, like yeah, it's just a little separate bit. If of you get an ex- if you get an extra ten points, fair enough. But if you win the race, you get an extra twenty five. So yeah, so it's just another dimension. It's something think, else to consider. I think I think that would be a good idea. I think reverse grid and do that just for like. I think it would be good, better in terms of it offers obviously viewers much more competitive racing. People going to the track get more like bang for the buck. We enjoy racing a lot more. Yeah. You get to see your drivers like if Lewis starts P nineteen, he's gonna he's gonna have like a lot of great, a lot of great moves and you can see a lot of great defending. Like if uh, Fernando for instance True. is in uh, passes a few people P two 
and manages to keep Lewis behind him. Well, Max is now passing Lewis or vice versa. Like, uh, Lewis Either is passing way, yeah. Max. But they're not going to pass Fernando, for instance, like Hungary. Like, what happened with Lewis? Then someone else could win. Yeah. And I think that would introduce a lot more kind of interesting, uh, in terms of like, make it a lot more interesting for the midfield. Because true, like, very true. if you earn 10 points today, tomorrow you earn 6, like, they have the chance to earn more points than they can earn in the actual race. So it would add up instead of say we're like instead of getting six points on a weekend you can get uh, I don't know eighteen or you can get ten or whatever yeah. so you, the points add up I think that would make the midfield battle a lot more interesting. True, the swings would happen a lot more now. Like yeah. there's more points to fight for. You're right. I'd say I haven't been a fan of the sprint races so far, but I've and I'd say this in general I'm not a fan of reverse grids qualifying or whatever it is. But to have it as a separate championship still worth points and stuff would be. A sick idea, to be honest. Yeah, I like think that, that would be, be really good. As long as it doesn't affect the actual race. Yeah, as long as it's nothing to do with yeah, qualifying the race. My, like my, big issue, stuff, my right. big issue with the sprint qualifying was like whoever won the sprint got pole. That yeah, just, that was that, annoying. That no, not annoying, that's weird. wrong because everyone that got pole before got pole because he was quickest on one lap. Yeah, I don't care though, say whoever starts on the grid is first. The, gets the definition of I do not pole care. position whoever is whoever quickest, starts first on the side. Yeah, whoever is quick. But I think also another point is one of the reasons Lewis actually won in Brazil was the sprint. If there was no sprint, yes, yeah. Lewis would have lost. True. Lewis would not. Okay, okay. Well, I only come back to He, like he could have finished P5, P4, P3. He would not have won that race. No, yeah, there's not. And I think maybe that's a bit unfair on someone like Max uh, or Red Bull essentially because Lewis managed to cut the deficit down to 10 going into 10 with a new engine and so he was able to blast his way through. It was a good strategic move from that. From Mercedes, yeah. So the question is, I don't think that's fair. I think that it does vary the weight of penalties. Exactly. So now a penalty... Even though, so different tracks, obviously, the penalty's worth different amounts. If you take a penalty, if he took this penalty at Monaco, dead, like, there's yeah. no way he's finishing above, like, 10th. But if no, he he's took not this penalty above 15th. <laughs> probably, to be fair. But, like, you take this penalty at Brazil, you can overtake, it's a bit hell. You take the penalty on a sprint race weekend, you, you go and win it. See, that's the interesting point, because everyone was confused about, okay, when is the, like, grid penalty applied? I think this way it clears it out because it's always going to be applied in the race. The sprint race is just a separate format. I think also with the sprint race, what it provides is you get qualifying on Friday and so you only have one practice session. I, I never liked the three practice sessions. Oh, no, yeah. Because yeah, they got so much time to tune the car exactly to their liking. And so they go out there and they perform like perfectly. Not perfectly, but like no, yeah, exactly. inch perfect. You get you what I hate. You know, they Whereas go on the sky the, yeah. Like, yeah, so you're right, less less practice, it's more under, con- like, they don't know what they're doing, less it's data. It's control c- uh, conditions. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. It's more interesting. That's why we love rain so much. It's unpredictable. I hate, you yeah, when you go on the Skypad and they analyse the pole labs and they're like, there's a little twitch on the serum. They're like, you see that? That's a tenth they've lost right there. They're completely right, but you go back to, like, the 90s, obviously, and they didn't have such good aero back in the day and all these technical controls and stuff. They weren't changing their brake bias mid-corner and all of this. But they're coming in, driving one-handed, fighting the steering wheel, dueling all of this stuff. And these guys, like, they get a little twitch of the steering wheel. That's a problem right there, mate. Nah, that's, a, that's just not an optimal lap from you. Like, it's... Yeah, I, think, I don't know. It's, just, it's annoying that they can just tune it that much. If, if qualifying was on a Friday, you don't get the chance to tune it that much. And so, I think if what they do, if they say, for instance, 
you've got qualifying and like now so if you have a sprint race the way you set up your car on a friday you have to uh, it stays in the same conditions for the sprint race is it i think if they do that and say you can change you can change a bit before your the race on sunday so for instance you, you you set up your car on a Friday, go through practice, it's set up, you can't change it after like going into qualifying, it's set. Uh, so in qualifying, you can't change your car. Um, Park firm rules. Yeah, and then you go into Sunday, you go into Saturday, sorry, you go into the P, like P, like, no, no, pra- practice session too. Yeah. You can obviously try try a few things, see what's happening, what's, what can I improve, stuff like that. And then you've got the sprint, where it has to be in the same uh, conditions as like qualifying. And yeah. then I think for the race, if you're allowed to change a few things, I think that would make it a bit more interesting. Because then the setup would not be for one lap. Because they're optimizing so it. So you'd prefer... In, practice, in, in the practice sessions, they're optimizing it for perhaps one lap. If I For qualifying, I have to get that one perfect lap. Yeah. Whereas for the race, you, it's not really like... If you lose a tenth or two, it's not... Different. So you'd prefer separate setups? Because obviously the whole yeah, point of it now, they're saying you know, we don't want teams to be able to give a qualifying setup and then do a race setup. We'd rather have them. So the rules now are I don't the same that's, setup. That's the thing. If it's the same setup, fair enough. Because there's a lot more trade-off. And yeah. so it's harder for them. You have to. You want to get like a, a really, really good qualifying one, but you want to get a really, really good race one as well. So I think that's good. But I just think at the same time, if they do like, you have to hold the same qualifying one all the way through the sprint race. So you're going to actually have to race on it and there are points at stake. That ten points, that's sixty points over the course. So if you win six, yeah, that's sixty extra points, which that's makes massive, a big yeah. difference. That's so I think if if they say, oh, you have to hold it through this, and then for the final race, maybe you get a different one. I don't think that will make a very big difference because it's no longer for one for that one lap is for like the race. Yeah. So I think that would be okay if they say no, you have to hold it, because if you say you have to hold it from qualifying throughout the race. Then practice session two is just basically they're gathering data on the performance of the tires. Yeah. So and it's, it's useless. True. But if they're using that to set up the car for the race. That doesn't. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. It you makes want it, it to more be interesting. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because right. if that's not the case, then okay, we don't need practice session two then. I mean, I guess would that be such a bad thing to get rid of? No, but I, like, but then then the oh, you the get less racing and yeah. less racing. It's fair. Well, actually, that's one. I mean, we didn't really see it, but the tyres, I'd say, were optimal. It was kind of ruined because of the safety car period. But this weekend, everyone started well. Most people started on what was the medium tyre. And then went hard, hard. Um, yeah, hard, hard. Yeah. So the thing is also, though. Except Ferrari. They went medium, medium, hard, I think. I don't know why they did that, to be honest. I mean, it worked out sort of right, but I think... <laughs> you know my, the start of the season That's predictions? Everything we need to know. <laughs> I thought we'd get fired at Monza. Like, really? at Monza, I thought we'd get fired, but it hasn't I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced, but I, I think the... What's his name that was before him, the guy with the white hair, I think is much better. Stefano Domenicali. No, wait. No, no. No, oh, I know who you're thinking of. A white hair. Oh, bro, I know who you're thinking of, though. I, yeah, I think he was much Stefano's better. leading F1 now. He's on the yeah. glasses and the short black hair. Yeah, that's not him. I know who you're thinking of. He's got I think like he did much better with Ferrari because he actually had a competitive guy. I think they would have won if Sebastian... Or Bene. Was it Arriva Bene? Yeah, maybe. I think he, they would have won if Sebastian was a lot more kind of competitive. Because I think Sebastian passed his peak. And oh, I, it was. I'm actually such a beast, you know. Mauricio Arriva Bene, this one. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. 
I quite like him. He's a, he's a good he's a good team principal, you know. Much better than uh, Matteo Bonotto. I mean, Matteo, you kind of think exactly he doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. I'm not even joking. Like, I'm being uh, no, yeah, he's, he's not. No, he's talking he about does seem a bit clueless. Out of everyone, like, Andreas knows what he's doing at Saito. Um, Zach knows kind of what he's doing. <laughs> Zach's a joke, isn't he? Yeah. But he, yeah, he, but he doesn't need to know he's the CEO. He's not. Uh, what, is he the he's CEO? not technical. He's CEO, yeah. Uh, You're no. thinking of... What's his name? Is the Ferrari CEO? Is it Matteo? Or is he the technical head? I want to say he's technical. We see him a lot of him just to be CEO. Yeah. We see him Basically, too much of him just He doesn't, like, even Toto knows, like, a lot more about the car. Christian knows that. I think Christian knows the most about the he's car. He's the team principal, yeah. He's he's the equivalent of Christian Horner, yeah. yeah like Toto Christian Horner. and Toto know a lot more about what's happening than him. Yeah. Even Zach knows a lot more about what's happening. <laughs> yeah, probably. But the point I was making with the tyres is, what we really like to see, what you said about FP2, they run the data, they do the long runs, and then they run simulations on if our car starts here or if this happens or if this happens, this is the optimal strategy. So they know exactly what they're doing, pretty much. With this time, I've got like an image here. I'm not going to show it on there. But basically, um, the there were two strategies which were about the same, which was going medium, hard, hard, which is what most people did, or medium, hard, medium. These were about the same. Obviously, the difference being at the end, if you go a little bit longer on your hard tyres in the middle stint, then you end up with softer tyres at the end, you can go faster, but they'll grain quicker and all of this. In general, what I'm trying to say is, this should be how it runs all the time, right? Like, instead of having one set strategy that always works and it's the fastest and everyone does the same thing, you want to be able to have two different strategies that work, but people have options. I think this comes down to Pirelli and the, how reliable their tyres are. <laughs> Which yeah, now, now after I think after Baku, they've been forced to kind of reinforce the car, the tires and make them kind of a lot more consistent because of the blowout with um, Max. Max was dangerous, but uh, Lance was a lot more dangerous because he was a lot more he was a lot closer to the pit entry. I think it was. So if he, I can't remember Lance's, but I know Max. If oh no, was Max a... hit. Max is the one who hit close to no. Ma so Max what is... happened to Max is he spun the other way from the pit lane. But what they said was, if it was the other tire that blew out, there's a yeah. chance that he would have spun into the pit lane barrier, yeah, separating yeah, yeah. the the pit wall, separating the pit lane from the actual track. Yeah, and it would be like he would have bounced literally into the way, and that impact as well would have him. That yeah. would have him been going from like one eighty miles an hour down to like zero very yeah. fast. Yeah, so I think I think they've they've been forced to kind of reinforce the tires and make a bit better tires. I think maybe if they reintroduce a second uh, manufacturer, ooh, interesting. Ooh, no, no, not in this. I don't want. I don't want a six car Grand Prix again. To be honest, whoever was in the US, but in terms of like, uh, like if for instance, like they say, okay, we have Pirelli tires, we have say Bridgestones or whatever. I don't think this is going to happen because no company actually no, wants probably. to go into F1. But if they say if we have two tire manufacturers, yeah. make it a lot more interesting. I think like going hyper soft and all that stuff oh, remember did that work out. That was so funny. Like, I, I think it's just a joke. Like, yeah, when you know when you look back and there were like five different sets of tires and there were the entire rainbow and it was like the hyper, the hyper soft, the super hard, the hard, the medium. I think that, that was nice. that was a bad idea. I think having these is interesting. I, I like the. I think the maybe if you stuff. have like a, a different tire that has, like the that's the idea. If you go back to the Ferrari like Michael's one when they had Bridgestones, the tire compared to Fernando's one in two thousand five two thousand six. Excuse me. The shape of the car, the shape of the tire was different, 
and so it had more or less aerodynamic effect depending on that. Yeah. And so if the like if you have two tires that have are like same material or like similar material but have different shapes that would affect the aerodynamics of the car a bit differently. I think that would introduce a new dimension, but I think it would but I think that would be more along the lines of you're looking at that twenty twenty six like with the new engine regulations. Maybe. But what I see happening is exactly how they've done the regulations now and everyone's like, Oh, this helps the high rate cars and this is really bad for the low rate cars. Imagine they introduce something, just a small adjustment to what they've done with the aero now around the tires and the front wing and it helps one manufacturer and not the other. Like people because be so the old pissed. sets would be there, the new sets are there as well, so you can use it either. Also, you don't have to stick to one. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You choose one that aligns more with your philosophy. Yeah. And then you run with that the whole season. Oh, but you know about this before the. Yeah, so, so it's you're, one you're season contract. That's what you're saying. Essentially, but instead of instead of the 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 teams going to the company, the company develops a set car or a set, uh, tire. Independently, yeah. And then they give them that. They're like, choose this or this. Oof. Because then, then it's a different idea. Um, I also have some good news. Uh, McLaren officially denied any uh, chance no of them way. being bought out by... Uh, was it? Uh, not Audi. Audi. It was Audi, yeah. Yeah. So no, that's I've seen... No, it's I've seen more rumours about it. It's on the official McLaren website. So McLaren are not right. being bought by Audi. VW though has VW have um, like they're pushing more to get into F one, but they want. <coughs> I think Toto was speaking about this. They want a bit a few concessions in terms of like performance and stuff. But he's saying that from twenty twenty six is new regulations, so we're all on even ground. The MGUH, which is the big part essentially, the engine that takes a lot of experience to make, and you can see the difference with Honda this year. They kind of nailed that finally, mm. and the engine is a lot more competitive this year than it was like. I don't know, three, two, even a year ago. Even last year was not as competitive. Like, Max was, it was very unreliable last year. So, I think he does not want to obviously give a competitor an advantage, especially if that competitor goes on to, to have a partnership with someone like Red Bull, like their arch rivals. I think that's... All that's takes one of their teams, like, if they go to Aston Martin, exactly. now suddenly they've lost an engine customer. So, I think, uh, I don't think they should get, especially if you remove the MGH, then you don't have that kind of complex part that needs to be developed or whatever. And with the engine being frozen from next year on, so next year on they can't actually develop the engine. I think it's just for reliability. Yeah. That means that from and next year on, yeah, and cost efficiency. So from next year on, they're actually developing the new engine. So if Audi come in from the next season, they have five years to develop an engine, <sighs> test it, you know, have deals with cars on the grid, yeah. test it and perfect like okay they can't actually run it but they can like run simulations on it and everything and actually test it in the factory on a test bed basically what mercedes did before twenty twenty. and then by the time 2026 comes around they have a perfect engine so i don't i don't see a reason of giving them any concessions i think getting rid of the mgh fair enough but giving them concessions in terms of like anything else i don't think that's a good idea I don't think it's fair for all the teams on the grid in terms of because Red Bull, like if they don't actually have a partnership with Red Bull, yeah. then Red Bull are affected, Mercedes are affected, Renault are affected, Honda's gone obviously, but like yeah, so no, everyone obviously. is affected except they come in and they get this big advantage. Ferrari are affected, I told you for all Ferrari. Everyone's affected basically. Nice. You know, I don't think that's fair. Uh, well, speaking of unreliable engines, I'm just gonna quickly get this and. Uh, 
mark this historic occasion with where is it for oh it's the other way hold on yes you love to see it gb2 engine gb2 engine all right okay you can see that kind of well this is uh six years ago now alonso after his car failed probably an engine failure i actually don't know but i'd this was Belgium. A very good bet. No, what, it was Brazil, bro. No, it was Belgium. It was Brazil. They marked Belgium. it on the thing. Is they it? put it on the tweet, yeah. No, this is Bel- he When he sat down, that was Belgium. No, it no, was no. He was working the camera, bro. He was working the camera. I no, swear no. on search, search. I remember this. I swear it was in it. Was it not? It was Belgium. He sat down on that chair in Belgium because it was the end of the summer break. They made him do that afterwards. You're thinking of a couple years later. They made him do that as like a, a joke, as in reference to this. No, no, no. no check, but when check. he actually did it, look, they're, they're doing it. That's Brazil, bro. Check, 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 check. I don't think I'm telling you it's Brazil. You're telling me that's not. You see, that's the downhill corner there. And then that's where, the, that's the, is that Glock corner right there. He, he did it, he did it again in Brazil. Okay, he did it again in Belgium. This yeah, is this it. is what I mean. So this is them making okay, him okay. do it in reference as a joke. Okay, okay, okay. So he, he did do it in Belgium. I remember the Belgium one. I don't remember the next one. I this was the original, bro. This, yeah, this I remember when he went on radio, he's like, GP2 engine, GP2 engine. I think that was Japan, actually. That's what made it even worse. He called, he said GP2 engine in reference to a Honda in Japan. Imagine. Madness. Right. We still haven't gone on to the race, and like we're pretty much basically at the end almost. Yeah. So, right at the beginning, Max squeezes Bottas off the track. Bro, we haven't even mentioned the main thing. All right, Max squeezes Bottas off the track into turn one. I don't know. He got the inside. Fair enough. But that was bro, that was He did exactly what he did nah, all the was, time, that, that all was, year. He forced clean, him off onto clean, the grass. That was a clean he forced him onto the grass. Yeah. If you talk about, like, Lando, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to talk about Lando. Um, I mean, Sainz. that happened to... I'd say that was Lando as well. We cut across yeah. Sainz. Yeah, uh, Sainz didn't have really a lot of... Like, yeah, true. But I, I think Lando the Valtteri one was fine. I think the Valtteri one was fine. Because he gave him a lot of room. And Max is going to go for it. Oh, Bottas shouldn't... Yeah, no, Bottas... If he, of, Bottas yeah. should have closed him off. But true. Bottas didn't do anything. So he I also should have opened up the corner. Or... I feel like he just went to the middle ground. Like, he could have gone all the way to the right, opened up the corner, got a better exit, and did what Lewis does, where he, you know, opens it up and then tries to get him towards turn four. Or he could have kept him pinned against the pit wall. He didn't either, and so Max passed through. And obviously, when he turns, is going to be pushed out of it. But yeah. this is the question. This is the same thing that Lewis did at Silverstone. Maybe it's a quicker corner. It's obviously a lot quicker because it's one of the quickest. But then Valtteri yielded, but Max didn't yield. Silverstone's like, oh, same so, idea, so like, as in, no, 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 you know, Silverstone, Lewis came on the inside, Max pinned it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Matt, the guy on the outside yielded, essentially. And yeah. But I guess the difference is that one's a much faster yeah, corner. Like, this one, they should be definitely in control of their cars. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Especially, like, that was a first, no, that was, <clears throat> both our first laps and everything. Yeah. Right, so moving this on is from a sprint that. race, so the car is on much less fuel. No, this was main race now. Oh, you're talking about the race. Yeah, no, this was main race now. We're moving on to the main race. (laughs) 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 We're so lost for it. Yeah, what are we talking about? The sprint race. So, Lewis, so safety car comes out. Yuki did a little dive on stroll. I'd say it was, it was a bit ambitious, to be honest. No, I I don't, I don't, like, he he was blaming stroll. I don't know what he was doing there. Not stroll. I don't know what Yuki was doing there. Right. Yuki has been so inconsistent. Like, he did well was at Bahrain. 
Oh, first race of the season. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think he got points. Yeah, yeah he, he did points. really well at the first like race of the season. Everyone got so hyped up, and yeah, since he, then he's been so inconsistent. You know, uh, Gasly got most of the team's points. Like he got ninety two, and I think uh, I'd love to work out. I'll try work out. And what's the name? Got I think it was eighteen. Tsunoda. I don't know why the. To be honest, I don't know why they're keeping Tsunoda in the car for next year. If I was in their place. Tsunoda's gone and I would have given the chance to someone like Liam Lawson or or even Alex Albon, just someone else. Because he hasn't you know proven what, himself at all. Like True. There's no reason to keep there's also Oscar Piastri is in F2 is performing really well. Uh they have Jason Deruvla, which I think like Jason uh, no, no, he Jahan I think he'd come behind like Liam Lawson and stuff. But they have quite a few really good drivers. Yeah. Why is Tsunoda still in this year? He's I done, don't know about his done quality nothing. and... He's done nothing... Forward. But that's the thing, he's done nothing to actually, like, stay in the seat. Like, the whole year... Yeah, true. That's the thing, Red Bull, they've always been like, over the course of the year, you haven't performed, you're gone. Why is, why is he still there? I think a big part of it is Honda. The, like, that's, yeah, yeah, the politics behind that is probably a big thing. And, I mean... I think because Honda have said they're going to stay, keep developing the engine to the end of the year. So they'll get rid of him next year. And then uh, halfway through the season, I see if he keeps performing this way, he's gone halfway. Oh yeah, no. If he doesn't, yeah, because normally what you have is if they're not doing well or whatever, they'll have a standout performance where like that's why we put you in this car. Yeah, he hasn't had a standout performance this yeah, year. Exactly. To be fair, I'm not expecting him to be anywhere near Gasly, but you expect him to regularly like score good points. Yeah, there, there should be he, something. when he scores points, he scores like ten. Yeah, and it's not very often he'll like yeah. crash in FP two or something. Exactly, right. he's cost the team so much money. Is this like you have to think about it going into the cost kind of cost cap era? Yeah, you can't have drivers crashing in FP two every weekend, especially when like you're fighting. Like they were before this weekend, they were equal with uh, Alpine on points. Alpine, Alpine Gasly finished. They were equal before. Uh, yeah, but Alpine are ahead now. They're ahead now because. I believe yeah, they Gassi came 8th and ninth. Uh, Gasly came 7th, and then yeah. they came 8th and ninth. Oh, right, yeah. well, this incident brought out the safety car. Lewis, at this point, had just been let past by Bottas, which put him 3rd. And now we come onto the safety car restart, which was... I think it was perfect time. It looked so good. Perfect you see time the images of the safety car restart were insane. And yes, it was, because and now he's behind Max and Perez, right behind both of them. The gap is completely closed down. Exactly. Max was starting to build a gap, and the safety car is just perfect. But I think that also the second thing is the way Max, you have to give it to him, the way he executed the restart. Yes. Lewis had a big advantage on that straight, and he took all the wind out of Lewis's sail. Like, mm. Lewis could have passed... Perez realistically. I probably had a go. Well, not had a but, go. Max but he set it up side. where Lewis was. Lewis did not get the full effect of the toe, and then he lost a lot on like the turn. So I think I, you have to give him credit. The way he he executed that restart was was inch perfect. It was just incredible. It was but good stuff from him. Yeah, it was impressive. Uh, so Lewis battles with Perez. It takes him a go. It takes him a couple goes, but eventually he gets past him, which was. That was fun to see. Once again, Perez gets overtaken by Lewis, gets him back, and then Lewis has to go around and do it again the next lap. It was a good battle. But then he closes the gap to Max. It's about three seconds. Undercuts Max, and in one lap, he halves the gap. Like, one lap undercut, and he gained the second and a half, which is like, in a short lap, it's pretty impressive to be there. 
You have to give it to the team, though. Mercedes were, in terms of strategy yesterday, it was very good. Which they've been yeah, so inconsistent. No, no, we usually say that like last year, but this year they've been so inconsistent with the strategy. Yesterday they just they cut down how uh, Louis and uh, sorry Bottas uh, not Bottas <laughs> Verstappen's like lead to one and a half, so he's within range. Yeah, as soon as and he then comes out, once he's within, um, like that's also like it's a it comes down to two seconds, I think, and uh, the gap between them is two seconds, and that's with Ricardo in the way. So if Ricardo wasn't in the way, realistically that could have been like say a second difference or a second 1.2 1.3 so he would have been literally within drs like just drs range so i think they did a great job on that uh valtteri saying that they lost an easy one too i do not see that i don't know in what world valtteri bottas gets past max verstappen or keeps him behind yeah that that wasn't gonna happen that's a tough one yeah either way so he also in the second round so i mean the middle stint uh, to be honest i've completely forgotten what happened but on to the next one we had similar to quota where Mercedes decides to leave Lewis out for an extra three laps in comparison to Max, which I got flashbacks to when you were saying this is when they lost the race, because I believe Kota was the one we watched. Yeah, together. but Kota was a bit different because uh, at Kota, Lewis was losing time quickly. Yeah, yeah. At Brazil, he wasn't. Brazil, he kept on the pace. He came out. And That's what I was surprised of. The gap, the was, gap the was the same. The gap was the same. Yeah. So that, that was, and it made a difference. Those three extra laps actually made a big difference because it allowed him to push. And knowing that I have three extra laps of life in the tire, yeah, so I can doing stay the same behind laps. you quite consistently for a bit. Yeah. Um, is a different circuit. Max just had so much more pace than Lewis. I think this is the difference. Mercedes had a lot more pace at uh, Brazil. So they could actually stay out realistically, keep the... Like, this is the difference in Mercedes that Cota had no pace in yeah. comparison to Red Bull, whereas at uh, Brazil realistically the ball was on the other foot and Mercedes had the better performance and they were able to keep it out even on all tires they had more options yeah they were doing he was doing the same laps pretty much as Max on his so when he tires, came yeah. when he came out on the new tires blasting past well on to that then so yeah. I'll I'll let you speak first hopefully you don't take up the, the rest of the time we have left but Max well Lewis does what he normally does on the way well, what he normally did to Max when he was setting up a move, he, he's a bit too far behind, but he has a look down the inside. Max goes to defend, ruins his run down the centre S. Lewis, who's already faked the move, goes back to the racing line, gets a very good run through the centre S's. Second DRS zone, opens it up, down the straight into turn four. A fairly fast corner and one that it kind of gets away from them. It's slightly downhill, it's a bit awkward. Normally, sometimes they go off there. We saw track limits being used there to delete lap times in quality. You're talking about the actual move, right? But now I'm talking about... No, 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 Now I'm talking about the attempt at the move. No, but that's the thing. The attempt at the move, the difference between the attempt at the move and the actual move is uh, in the attempt, Verstappen had a good exit. That was the difference. Verstappen had a good exit, so he uh, he was able to keep it on track. No, not on track. He was able to... He had much better, like, much better exit, much better speed, he was able. He, he was able to he keep him behind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he was able. So there, I think there's an argument in terms of until you see the steering. Yeah. You can't make like a an assumption. I think that's the thing. Okay. There. With the with the stewards, they have the steering angle and everything. They said they didn't. They didn't. So so, so here's the thing. This, so this 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 is. Let, let me okay. Is, let me run. Let us run through what happened. So, Lewis is alongside Max. 
They're side by side. They go into the corner. Max, we're going to say, I don't want, well, how do we even put this? So he goes wide, whether it was on purpose or not, you can't really say yet. I exactly. Guess. That's why he's going theory. wide. Both of them end up off the track. The argument Mercedes are making is he, he went off advantage. track and gained an unfair advantage or a yeah, lasting it took, unfair it took, advantage. It took Lewis a few laps to catch him, to be yeah. close enough to make another move. So this gets noted by the stewards, which no, means that it's not even an investigation. At this point, they've just written it down as something worth looking at. Michael Massey then has a look at the camera angles that we were shown on Sky Sports, not the extra ones that the stewards get, not like various different ones. The ones we got shown on TV, the ones he looked at, he then says, yeah, no, it's not worth sending to the stewards. We don't need to investigate this. And then just bins the whole thing. I think you can't make a decision on this without actually looking at the steering. Because so do you think you he should have sent it to the stewards to have a look at it? Then? I think I think the stewards should have had a look. I think it should have been... At, at the very least, an investigation. Yeah, yeah, because then they could have had a look. They, they, the stewards would have all the data, so they'd have a look at... The steering angle and everything. If he if he literally just loses it because of, uh, like the tires weren't working. Fair enough, but if he actually. I mean, here's the thing. Then, Lewis then, is on board. It looked like there yeah, was a slight you can't, opening. You can't, you can't but it. yeah, you, you can't, can't really. Yeah. Same thing with the helicopter one. You can't. Really I say is you know what I'm just gonna say is really convenient for them this weekend. I listened to an F1 podcast earlier and. Uh, Let's just say the way they were talking, I completely agree with. They said it was very convenient that on the last weekend of F1 sprint races, before they're you know, going to announce that we're going to do six next year and all of this, Lewis Hamilton ends up at the back of the grid and he has to fight his way through and is the one thing that made the sprint race weekend interesting. He then goes on to... I think they had flashbacks to Canada and Monza 2019 so Canada is the one where uh, Vettel goes across the corner cuts it because he, he like missed it and then as Lewis goes to overtake him he closes the door on him he got a penalty for that Lewis then doesn't overtake him he just stays within five seconds and wins the race from second place this went down very badly like they just just in general Twitter blew up like everyone hated it because they just didn't like the fact that they weren't allowed to let them race Monza Charles Leclerc squeezes him off the track as Lewis is trying to... Once again, Lewis is trying to overtake someone. He gets squeezed off the track. Like, he wasn't given a car's width, even though he was, like, significantly alongside and probably deserved the space. They also didn't give him a penalty. They gave him a black and white flag, which was one of the first times they properly used it because they kind of been the black and white flag for the past few years. Who would have thought Charles Leclerc in a Ferrari at Monza on his way to his first win? Or, no, second win in a row. First win for Ferrari in Monza in probably like seven years, didn't get a penalty and they didn't let Lewis. Who would have thought really? You know, so I'd say it's very inconsistent from them. No, I feel like they love this. They push the narrative. I feel like the stewards, as much as they want to say they base it on situation, they base it on the narrative. They say, I'd rather see Lewis pass him on track because he's probably going to pass him anyway. We might as well let him give like give it a go. instead That's, of that's what I was saying. You know how uh, someone mentioned that the stewards change from race to race. I think if you have the same set of stewards, then they can clarify it because you get to see like at this race, no, this isn't allowed, this is allowed, and it's a lot more consistent. Mm. Whereas if it's a different set of uh, stewards, then they apply the rules a bit differently because they're, yeah. they're not going to think the same way. I think there was a few years back, you got to see the drivers like, uh, what's his name? The old guy, white hair. 
used to have a chat with the drivers before the race about like issues they had like from the previous race and stuff. Oh, oh, Charlie Whiting. Charlie Whiting. Oh, rest in peace, Charlie Whiting. Bro. Yeah, but, but that that was great because you actually got to see like, okay, you can't do this at this. You're right. Yeah, they bring up issues they had. They bring up. They basically snitch on each other. They say, yeah, oh, yeah. is but, this allowed? I saw this guy cut the corner. Exactly. Is he allowed but, to do that? But then you clear out the like as in you know for this race this won't work this won't work this won't work like what they do when they say uh, uh this weekend the track limit is the curb go up until the curb you can go past the white yeah. line you can keep going when they're doing thing, those specifics i think with, uh, track limits i think people don't understand it because not all so if i pass track limits on a certain corner i'm not going to gain an advantage with all of them yeah so if very i true if i like they're, they're only going to put track limits on the corners where you gain an advantage if you lose an advantage on one corner they're not going to be like track limits because they're helping you they don't get yeah. if you gain an advantage that's when track limits is a thing i think people misapply it in terms of that oh look he's outside the track yeah but he lost time there so true like france that's why gonna... they have the weird fridge exactly all the sausage curbs like if someone goes over a sausage curb they're not going to say oh track limits bro like would you you're not no, doing no that one cares because you lost time so it's like you're paying for it. I, I don't need to do that again, right? Um, but, yeah. I think the stewards have been incredibly inconsistent over the course of, like, this year and, like, the past few years, to be honest. Like, you see, you see something happen over the course of a race, the next race is something different, and it's just incredibly inconsistent. I'd say the let them race philosophy is just the biggest excuse I've ever heard in my life. They just yeah. love doing that. The whole let them race thing that they've started in like 2019, I think they started trying to be more lenient and stuff. I've just hated it, to be honest. Like it just, realistically, if we take Max Verstappen as an example, right? The move Lewis made, he got in front of him before the braking zone. If he didn't do that, Max would defend the inside as he normally does, fair enough. Pushes Lewis to the outside, fair enough. The but then force him off the track and that's exactly, the end. Exactly. And you're right, you're, I know you're about to say, obviously, I'm not blaming Max for this. He's been taking advantage of this for ages. No, no, it it's not his fault, it's the stewards for not implementing it. Because if they handed out penalties for that stuff, I'm, he definitely would have stopped. But I they just allow it to happen. It's not just that, you know, like, I get him taking the corner. I get it's your corner, you dictate it. Yeah. But when you push a guy off track... And you push him, what happened with Lewis is he didn't push him off track a, track a bit. He went so far off track, Lewis, and he went, Max himself went so far off track. I don't think, like, like people got penalties for less. Yeah, That's exactly. That's a very good point. Yeah. That's people got penalties for less. Same, same thing, but much less, they got penalties for that. So I was surprised when he, when he was like, no investigation necessary. Like, and not even an investigation. What are you talking about? about? So, yeah. Taking the wrong one, Logan. I think the, they've been incredibly inconsistent. I think the stewards need to kind of have a long, hard look at this. <laughs> no, they need to sit down and kind of decide how they're going to implement the rules. If, if yes. pushing a guy off track is going to be okay, then uh, let then me see Alonso do that. Yeah, let me see Alonso do that to Gasly, force him off the track, Gasly complain, and then them not give him a penalty. You know the I guarantee thing. if that happens in the midfield, they're handing out penalties. You know, the interesting thing is you mentioned Alonso and he was in. in uh, like mentions the British bias in the media. Oh my! The the it's not just that he talks about like stewards and all of that. The interesting yeah. thing is, when, whenever someone is pushed off a track and there is no penalty, it's usually Hamilton being pushed off a track and there's no penalty. So you think yeah. if there is British bias, then Hamilton would win because of these penalties. It passed because of these penalties, but it's usually Hamilton who's not getting it. So I find it a bit kind of. 
Yeah, I don't know about British bias. I definitely say there's bias. But I, I so said, what I'm I say there's British bias in the media. Like, yeah, true, true, true. But I'd no. say there's narrative bias. This is the thing. Like they, like I said, Charles Leclerc Ferrari home race in Monza. Are you really going to give him a five-second penalty for squeezing Hamilton off the track? No, you're going to say black and white flag. Don't do it again. Are you really going to give? But that's the thing. Max, Max. Do you see Max weaving in uh, Brazil? Yeah. In front of Lewis. Yeah. That Ma- would... Max, Max, you're allowed to move once. Max wasn't moving. Bro, Max was just going. <laughs> you know when they're warming up the tires? Yeah, that's, that's, what what that's exactly what it looked like. That's yeah. what he was doing. He's just going all across the track. He got a black and white flag. I was, I was just sitting there. I was like, oh, fair enough, he got a black and white flag. I understand that, but... You, did he see his reply? He's like, yeah, say hi. Yeah, uh, bro. That, that, was funny. Sense, that, that was funny. That was funny, but that's the thing. Like, It was funny, but the joke, the rules are a joke now. Exactly. Like, the rules that, are that's a joke. The idea. The he was making jokes about the fine as well. The like, stories are a joke. That's the yeah. thing. The stories are a joke. And like, the thing is, actually, so to mention why he was touching the, the rear wing in the first place, another bit of information I saw is Red Bull were actually planning on protesting Mercedes rear wing anyway to do with it flexing and stuff. So what he was trying to feel was like how rigid it is because they were basically they're trying to figure out how Mercedes have got all this straight line speed aside from the engine. And they're saying that like when he felt he felt his own rear wing then went over to feel his one and they said there's a significant difference. They're feeling like his is a lot more fragile. Which is interesting because or Max's. No, Lewis is more fragile. Even though yeah. Red Bulls has been breaking for the past like three races yeah. each time. <laughs> but we'll see. Either way, we'll call it there. We're gonna go on to our um our predictions. Uh, before you do that, yes. There's one thing I wanna mention. Yeah. Sebastian Vettel with his race engineer. Oh, I saw this. I was, I'm gonna touch Lewis Hamilton's uh, rear wing. He's like, "Don't you dare!" <laughs> okay, I'm gonna touch the front wing. Maybe it's twenty five thousand. That that was actually one of the highlights of the weekend. It was just such a kind of uh, a funny bit. Um, Seb is so wholesome. Man. Yeah, I, he was not. He was not very wholesome when he was at Red Bull. <laughs> but no, I think now people like him because he's mellowed out a bit. He's not yeah. as aggressive as, because he was just as aggressive as Max. It'd be true, inter- true. Yeah, he was ruthless to be fair. It'd be interesting to see in a few years' time when he's won like three, four championships, how Max is. Will he mellow out or will he still have that same drive? Because that would make it, that's what makes a difference between being Sebastian and Michael and Lewis. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to say Lewis because to be fair, Lewis had such a dominant car that he did not have anyone close. <laughs> I'd say more Michael. Wow. No, because Michael actually had like real contenders. So I'd say more Michael. I mean, oh, you, t- you mean in terms of names, you're saying Michael was fighting against... No, him, no, right? in terms of like, you know, Michael to the very end, before before he left, like in 2000, was it seven? Six. Six. End of six. Yeah, Michael had that kind of ego, that arrogance, that fire to win, all of that. Right. Lewis never had, like... With, with, with he had Nico, hunger, but I see what you mean. With Nico, he had that ego, that hunger. After that, he just he was guaranteed to win. Oh, you, so to just be fair, even that. looking back at Vettel era, I'd say but you Vettel always had, had that it. confidence. That Vettel had that. Michael had it. Vettel had it. It'd be yeah. interesting to see if, if, he, if he mellows out like, 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 um, like Vettel or if he keeps it up like Michael because that's the difference in a seven-time and a four-time world champion. If Vettel had that same ruthlessness, that same kind of if the staff had fire, yeah, Vettel might have been a seven-time world champion because he had he lost it in Hockenheim. 
Oh right, no, yeah, that's what I mean. mean. Yeah, no, no, I thought. So you, is Max yeah, gonna is then. Max gonna be able to keep that hunger for seven, eight world cha- championships, or is or for twenty seasons four, in F one or something? Yeah, once he hits four, he's just his because that's the once he's hit four, mentally Seb was not the same. Once he went, he lost to Daniel. He went to Ferrari. He was not the same. He yeah. He just yeah, lost that's... that kind of edge. That's why I'm saying that fire and kind of spirit is that edge that makes a driver go from like great to just unstoppable. Yeah. So it'll be an interesting thing to see what happens with Max because he, now he's like this year I'd say like besides like the only time I've seen him kind of if you t- if you take out like Brazil. Yeah. And like the races in which he actually had crashed out. He's been incredibly consistent, and I'm by yeah. incredibly because I mean he's been driving spectacularly. True. The only time Lewis actually passed him, like really passed him, was that one, and maybe Portimao, where he passed him kind of like, uh, he passed him and then Max and passed him in the beginning and then he caught up. Excuse I me, passed him. Think uh, I've forgotten. But basically, throughout the season, Max has been incredibly consistent. After Bahrain, I'd say Bahrain, he had that mistiming of the. Yeah. Of the, Overtake. But it's understandable. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's at the beginning. We gained experience, and he's been doing phenomenally since. So it'd be interesting to see if he's able to keep that overall. Because that's the that's the difference between a great driver and a kind of legendary driver is they're able to keep it up for a long period of time. Yeah. Like Ayrton Senna and loud, Plus, loud after loud, like loud. recently when I saw just he he kept after it up he for came a back from the accident and then goes and wins another world championship. Like that's different. That's what that one as well. That's what makes the difference between great and like a great and a world class level, a legendary driver. So be, because I think Max has the he has the spirit, he has the drive, he has the talent. He has the talent. Yeah. Will he be by the end of his career, in those kind of top five, top ten names? That is the one thing stopping him. I'd say. I mean, other than like a little bit of luck as well, because like. Yeah, need a bit of luck with I think I think it'll be harder to Max. Team with, like, kind of yeah, I don't I don't think Max would be as lucky in terms of Lewis, for instance. Well, that yeah, that's like a once in a lifetime. Just no, no, but as in like, like, look at the talent Lewis had on the grid when he was driving when he won like the six titles. The only credible like really good driver was Nico, and I would. Well, not do you know what it is? It's Nico and Vettel, but mainly because Vettel but just even took then, that era. Exactly, like, Vettel, Vettel took Vettel, that era away from everyone else. Yeah, Vettel was off his peak. Yeah, and then Nico was Nico. Nico was never as else good as. Peak, to be honest. Yeah, and Nico is never as good as Lewis. So yeah. realistically, no one was close. But in Max's it's, era, from yeah. next year, in terms of like who could potentially be world class drivers, you have George, you have Lando, you have Charles, and then I think those three. It all depends if they meet their potential though, because if yeah. they all fall off and end up in the midfield and stay there yeah. for like so that's the interesting careers, part. That's the interesting part because they could potentially go on to win a lot of championships. You'd want to see them all, like we said before. You'd want to see them all uh, win. Yeah, like reaching their potential in different if machinery, they fighting yeah. at the top together, and then we actually see who's the best. Mm. Well, right back to our Brazil predictions quickly. Quali- qualifying had already happened. Sprint qualifying, you said, Lewis, oh yeah, of course, this is before he uh, got disqualified. Yeah. So you said, Lewis, right, we'll take that out. It was top three. You said, Max and Bottas. You were sprint qualifying wrong. because of that. I said, Max and Perez, wrong. Wow, that was horrific. Okay, right. skip Next. qualifying. Yeah. Ignore qualifying. Race top five. It also, didn't... not knowing that Lewis would get disqualified. Yeah. Uh, but he started from P10, so... 
Yeah, got more realistic ish. I did tell so, you one sprint ended. I did tell you Lewis was gonna win. And you're like, no. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. okay, yeah, yeah. Our WhatsApp conversation was pretty much you trying to tell me that Lewis is gonna win and me not believing. And him. I was right. You were, but unfortunately for you, this is I, according to these predictions, it says Max Lewis Bottas Perez Gasly. Max no Lewis, so you've got them the wrong way around. Bottas Perez Leclerc. So. If you'd gone with what you told me the day before the race, yeah. then you would have got the top four right I'm out of five. I'm happy, I'm happy. It's not too bad. I said, oof. Max, no. Perez, no. Lewis, no one here. Gasly, no. And then I got Leclerc fifth. <laughs> who did you say? Who did you say? That was it. What I said, you? Max, Perez, Lewis, Gasly, Leclerc. And the only person I got right was Leclerc in fifth. It's okay. So I win two weeks in a row, basically. Sick. All right. Well... This one's going to be a different one. This one's going to be different levels. Cut off, right. Okay, no, 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 no. We'll do predictions after. We can't do predictions now. We have no clue what's going to happen on the circuit. Oh, we have to do predictions now. No, I don't no, know. I don't know. Predictions now. No practice, no quality, uh, no... I don't anything. even know how the circuit No looks. data at all. <laughs> I don't know Just how straight on. <laughs> yeah, but how else are we going to do it, though? Uh, I think it's Lewis, Valtteri, Max, Perez, and... No, 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 wait, top three. Just top three for qualifying. Lewis... Valtteri, uh, Lewis, Max, Valtteri. Okay. Interesting. I'm going to go with... Oh, it's a new track, though. Do I back Bottas? Actually, no, I don't. Lewis... Wait, okay, I want to see the circuit. If I see the circuit, I can... I'm going with Lewis, Max, and Bottas as well. Actually, okay. no, Lewis, Max, and Perez. I'm going to go with Perez. Okay, okay. Right. Race top five. Uh, Lewis, Max, Bottas, Perez, and Trant. I back, I back, see this, you know the disappointing thing about this season is McLaren and Daniel Ricciardo. I think if Daniel had performed well, McLaren would easily have just destroyed the Ferrari. Yeah, we've said this, yeah, they, they'd yeah, be way far. And now, after Ferrari's fifth and sixth yesterday, yeah. that's like... They're, they're basically, they're third in the championship. And it's all because of Daniel. I don't know if they've fully confirmed it, but it's going to be a lot for McLaren to spin that back around. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. My top five for the race, I'm going to call... We'll say Lewis wins it. Um, you know what? Max hasn't had a bad weekend in a long time. Okay. I'm going to try... I'm going to say... Oh, something's going to happen. Who do I bring down with him? It's, uh, it's Potassi. Come on, come on, you know come on. You know what? Perez. Perez, science. This is going to be so random, yeah. Science, right. Lando. Charles, Charles. Oh, bro. Oh, this is so hard. What See, I, I told you. I have to Oh, my God. Uh, Max. We'll go with Max. And then last one is going to be... Uh, Bottas. Yeah, no, Bottas no. Bottas is, is going in the bin. He's going to get stuck. Or Gassi. We'll go with Gassi. Charles, Charles, Charles. We'll back Charles. Right, so... Lewis Perez signs Max Charles. That's such a weird top five. I'm not going to lie. I'm going for it. I feel like something dumb is going to happen. Or at least I hope something dumb happens. Yeah. Right, I don't think we did driver of the day last time. No, there was too many in there. I think the driver of the day is easy this time, Lewis. But worst driver of the day, Tsunoda. It's easy. The, Fair enough. It's very but uh, your prediction for Qatar driver of the day, who do you uh, think will get voted? That's weird. Um, I've got one in my mind. I don't know why, but I've, this name came to Yuki. my head. Yuki? Yuki? No, 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 I'm asking if yours is... No, 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 no. Mine's going to be like... 
Um, I'm gonna go with Alonso. Uh, no, 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 no. See, it's the thing. I don't know what the format, of the layout, of the track is, <laughs> so I can't guess. You just gotta guess who's gonna qualify badly uh, and make up eight places in the race. Obviously, I can't just. As oh, you know, I'm, I'm taking it back. I'm going off science. Because I'm predicting him to come third, so why would I not yeah. give him? Um, I'll just say Charles, to be honest. I, I, I know. Uh, no, not Charles. No. Uh, <laughs> bro, this is so hard. <laughs> say no, bro. Uh, Lewis, if he wins, like, he'll probably get driving today, probably. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe. To be fair, if I lose next weekend, it's okay. I've got two weekends on this, so. uh, yeah, I've destroyed you over yeah. two weekends, so it's okay. Wow. Alright, well, if my top five prediction comes true, that's basically worth four, let's be honest. No, 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 no. it's worth one weekend. I guess blindly as well, so. Yeah, but mine was more random, yours was really no. safe. We'll see what happens. Mine is more realistic as well, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Probably. Yeah. Right, well, to round us off, I'm gonna do the outro with this picture. Where is it? Come on, yeah, there we go. Right. Cool. So, this has been the uh, Dirty Side of the Grid podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, Brazil roundup. We actually managed, even with our coursework, so I hope you appreciate it. We are filming on a Monday, so this yeah. will actually come out not the day of the race or the day before or something. We will actually post this fairly early in the week, so you can everything's fresh in your mind. Hopefully you can remember it. F1 will be posting the highlights and driver on boards and radio messages and all that. So, Thank decent race. Listening. Thank you for watching or listening or whatever you're using. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week for Qatar. Yeah, Qatar, yeah. All right.